We're turning in God's Word to Luke chapter 1, verse 26, beginning in verse 26, going through verse 38, page 855. The Bible's there before you, page 855. Before we read God's Word, let's ask His blessing upon it as we turn to Him in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the living Word that you've given to us. We pray that you would stir in us a life of faith, a life that looks to you, a lively faith, even as we hear this familiar story. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. This is the reading of God's own holy word. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So far the reading of God's own holy word may add his blessing to the reading and proclamation of it this morning. Nothing will be impossible with God. Dear brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, this passage is familiar territory. The familiar doesn't usually keep our wonder, capture our wonder, but this morning, in my prayer this week, that these words would Nevertheless, speak to our hearts and continue to resonate with our, in our minds, though they are familiar. Verses worth pondering as Mary pondered them and considered what this might mean. At Christmas, God did the impossible, and we are the beneficiaries of his impossible grace. Nothing will be impossible with God. First, this, mor- this afternoon, this morning... We're noting that God has made a surprising selection. God shows in his word and in our passage that no one is beyond his reach. He sends angels to, uh, his angel Gabriel to a town far away, to Nazareth, a place that's unknown in Old Testament times, really unknown in, in that day, to a, to a young girl who, from the world's perspective, is unknown to tell her of the unique part she'll play in history. 
And we ask, along with many others throughout history, can anything come from this selection? Can anything significant come about from this selection? You remember Nathaniel's comment when he heard that Jesus was from Nazareth. He said, can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Impossible. And why Mary? Well, the scriptures tell us God chose her. That's why. She was no more deserving than any other. She received grace from God. Greetings, O favored one, O highly graced one. The Lord is with you, the angel says to her. It's in the passive tense. She was designated to this high and unique calling to be the mother of the Son of God. A most unlikely selection from a most unlikely place. Such an origin would certainly not add splendor to this child who was to be born. Indeed, there were many who would scoff at his origins. Ridicule would come. Nathaniel's words again, can anything good come from Nazareth? There's nothing there. Why does God work in this way? To show his power. To show that he can do what we think is impossible. Even as we look and consider with our eyes, we think, well, that's going to amount to nothing. That certainly is not going to turn out any good. The Lord says, but with me, nothing is impossible. Why does God choose any one of us to be his child, to be his children? All that we can say is what scripture says. His electing love is according to his good pleasure. He does this that he might be glorified. We're conceived in sin, dead to God. He impossibly revives us by his spirit. And we should ponder along with the Apostle John when he says in 1 John chapter 3, Behold, see, consider how great the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. We cannot look around and say, well, it's because I've done this or I've done that or I'm in this position or I'm in that place. It is rather because of God's good pleasure. We ought to ponder this amazing love of God, his surprising selection of us. Mary's disturbed by this announcement, by the angel By the announcement, her place in life didn't seem to warrant such a blessing. She's in Nazareth. She's she's betrothed to Joseph. There's there's not uh, uh, much in the way of of, of a future for them, perhaps just eking out an existence there as many did in that day with not that much work to be had, with not a great uh, quality of life. Yet here, the angel of the Lord comes to her and declares... The Lord is with you. She's a nobody by worldly standards. And yet the word spoken to her before the unfolding of the message was assuring. I want to ask you, is that word assuring to you today? That word, the Lord is with you. Because the world perhaps doesn't take notice of you. Indeed, doesn't know us here today. The movers and the shakers, the, a large part of the world's population doesn't take notice But the Lord says, I am with you. The greeting is more than an announcement. Her place 
uh, of that God was with her. It's, it's more than just saying, I am with you as I'm with everyone, as though I'm omnipresent. It's saying, I am with you in a special, in a unique way. And it is the same way that he speaks to his own children. He says, I'm with you in a special way, in a special relationship. She had that unique position in history to be the mother, the son of God. But there is a word for us here as well. God with us. Whenever we face sadness or we're downcast or we're confused or we're uncertain or we're anxious or any number of emotions or maybe all at once, we remember that God says, I am with you. His surprising selection. You will be my child. You will be my people. God come down. That's the message of Christmas He's come down to dwell among us, John says, to tabernacle among us. That we might see his glory, his wisdom, his way of salvation from eternity. He decreed to create you. That he might have relationship with you. That's what the Bible says. The Lord is seeking and saving the lost. He's seeking and saving out of the billions of people who have lived. He reveals himself to you. He speaks to you directly today through his word. I am with you. A surprising selection, but nothing is impossible with God. Second note, God's powerful declaration. Angel Gabriel says to Mary, she has been chosen by God to be a mother and that her child would be great. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yes, even better. Something great can come out of Nazareth. The Son of God, born of a virgin. What is said about the child is impossible to comprehend apart from Scripture and apart from God's Spirit. Try this when you go back to work. Try to explain this to someone, to talk to them and say, well, there, there was a story, there's this there's this." This child who comes to earth, he's actually eternal and he's, he's born of a virgin. He's not conceived by the connection of man and woman, but conceived by the Holy Spirit. And you go on and your coworkers look at you and say, huh? Really? I, I, I know how this works and that's impossible. That's impossible. And God states here that he works in this impossible scenario powerfully, calling that which is not as though it were. This child will be called the Son of God. Son of the Most High is the expression here. That, that Most High is, a, is in Jewish minds way of saying God without uttering his name. The Most High. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. There will be peace forever. Now we squabble every four years about a new leader. Well, we squabble right after the election and spend three and a half years until the next election squabbling. We're talking about a ruler here who's going to rule forever, who's going to establish peace. And say that to, the, to those around you. They say, that doesn't, that's not possible. How is that even possible? Perhaps you go away saying, yeah, I don't know what I, was, what I was trying to do there. But you see, it is God who declares this. 
It is the creator of all things, the one who is eternal, who declares this is the truth. This is how the world will be redeemed. And it is not our effectiveness in witness. It's our faithfulness in witness. God calls us to go out, but he says, I am the one who speaks in and through this message so that hearts might be changed, so that lives might be changed. Indeed, this is the word that will grant peace. This word and this word alone. This child who becomes a king. Mary can't comprehend this message. She has no throne to offer this child. She had no power to give such a title to her son. And that's what's important to remember. She doesn't give him the title. God does. No one gives Jesus this exalted title and position. No one on earth. It is his from the Father. The angel of the Lord powerfully declares what seems impossible. A prophecy about this child. Impossible given his humble origins. But man does not establish this throne. God does. He does the impossible, for nothing is impossible for God. Remember this, dear people of God, when you proclaim the word of God, it goes forth and it accomplishes its purpose. Perhaps sometime later, that same person you're talking to comes back and says, you know, I kind of blew you off, but I've been having some some trials lately and some difficulty, and I want to know more about this peace that you talked about. I want to hear more about this one that you have announced. Who is he? I don't understand. Would you help me understand? I don't comprehend. I can't understand this. There's an opportunity. There's a a door open because you spoke in faithfulness to the Lord of the humble origins of the Lord Jesus Christ, but also of his glory so that others might hear and say, well, my humble origins, my humble place certainly seems like a dead end. How then could it possibly be that there would be any hope for me? In the midst of my difficulty, it is then we proclaim the one who is the son of the most high, the one whose kingdom will have no end, the one whose throne endures forever, and the peace that is given through his life and death and resurrection. How impossible to be bearers of this message, to expect response, except for this, God works. God creates faith in the hearts of those whom he has chosen through his powerful declaration, through his powerful word. We are those messengers. This word is impossible to comprehend. This message about Jesus without the scripture and without the spirit. But God takes his word And creates life in those in whom he works, in those in whom he chooses. We repeat God's powerful declaration and know that his word is power, that his word is authoritative. It doesn't need anything from us. We know that it speaks to the need of the human heart. It seems impossible is possible with God. Indeed, he has shown it over and over again. Well, thirdly, there's a gentle answer. Mary seeks help to understand. She's not doubting. She's simply asking, how? How will this be since I am a virgin? She knew that a man was necessary for a child to be conceived, and she had not 
had sex. She had not done so because she was not married. And she knew that that would have been wrong. She had not been with a man. How would this be? This is faith seeking understanding. How, Lord? How is this going to take place? She knows the angel Gabriel is from the Lord. So she asks him to explain to her how this will happen. And he responds gently. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Now, we have centuries of creeds and confessions. We have years in Sunday school, and we say, well, that's, we get it. We know how that goes. We've got the Apostles' Creed. We've got the Nicene Creed. We've got the Heidelberg Catechism. No big deal. And we lose the wonder, don't we? The wonder of God taking on flesh. But that's the wonder that is proclaimed here gently, but forcefully and powerfully by the angel Gabriel. God taking on flesh. That's impossible, or so it was thought until this glorious event in history where John says we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, full of grace and truth. The second person of the Trinity takes on flesh. The Son of God, co-eternal with the Father, enters the world. He's born of a woman, born under the law. Deliver those under the curse of the law. This mind-boggling provision is stated in these words. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. The Spirit who was there at the beginning is present in this event where heaven came to earth. What would it look like? Would it be fire and brimstone? Would it be thunder and lightning? No, it would be a gentle answer found in a child, placed in a manger, a son as a baby. And impossibly, this child would endure the devil's greatest attacks, would endure the scoffing of the people he came to save give himself for the sins of mankind. God's gentle answer, impossible to receive, and yet with God's working of his spirit, received by even those who are the lowest. Would this young girl in this town from an out-of-the-way place who has nothing and is going nowhere, would she believe? Zechariah didn't believe. You look earlier in Luke chapter 1, what do you see of Zechariah? He's of the priesthood, and he hears of his son, of his wife having a son, going to have a son, and he has trouble believing. Would Mary believe? Would she believe this majestic word? Verse 38, Mary says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What an impossible response to a seemingly impossible message. Yet that, that, that is God's work. His Holy Spirit comes upon us. He works in us. He sets us apart, calling us a royal priesthood, a holy nation set apart to God that we might declare His glory to the ends of the earth, His salvation in His Son. That's how we are to respond to this impossible word in the midst of unbelief, in the midst of scoffing, in the midst of 
violence and attacks, we look to the God of the possible and say, I believe, help me understand, hold me up. Make me a servant of your grace. Mary says, I am a servant of the Lord. In effect, she's saying, I belong to you. And that is, that is our confession, isn't it? There's your only comfort in life and in death that I belong to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. That I'm not my own. That I'm not looking to anyone else but to God who holds me, who is with me, who says, you are mine. You're the apple of my eye. You are precious to me. We belong to him. Humility is that path to impossible strength. Mary was going to face condemnation. She was not going to hear these words repeated from those around her. You who are highly favored. She was going to hear, how did this happen? What did you do? We thought we understood who you were. She was going to be ostracized. Alienated. She needed this word of assurance. I am with you. The Lord is with you. Receiving ridicule and slander. She could yet humbly say, let it be to me as you have said. Let it be to me according to your word. When you are feeling that attack, that scorn, do you you recall these words to mind? Lord, let it be to me as you said. I am yours. You are mine. She believed God and would be given impossible strength. God gives you that strength, that assurance, so that you might press on through difficult circumstances, so that you might remember and believe what the Lord Jesus Christ has done and what that means for you. God's names that he gives to you, justified, adopted, forgiven, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, recipients of a mansion which Christ is preparing for you, holy, and many more, heaven-bound. Impossible? No. Nothing will be impossible with God. Highly favored, yes, indeed, highly favored to have a faith in Jesus Christ, to know where our life and strength is to be found, to not be ashamed to bear that name Christian, follower of Christ. How then to stay on, the, on course, to remember these words, nothing will be impossible with God. As impossible as it sounds, the infinite God has chosen to dwell in you by his Spirit. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. How you use it, how you live in it matters. It reveals his glory. It reveals his work in you. What God does in picking Mary and producing great strength in her is what God does still today. This is who God is. This is what God does. Near to the lowly, he gives this eternal identity, namely that word child of God whose elder brother is in glory, preparing a place for us that we might receive a gift which no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived, but which is prepared for us, waiting for us, who long for his appearing. Amen. Let's pray.
Oh, Father, we know that nothing is impossible for you. We see it when we take up your word and read and see how weak we are and yet how strong you are, how weak we are, how indecisive and anxious we are and how committed and faithful you are to your promises. Indeed, pointing us to your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom they are established, yes and amen. Oh, Father, may we, as we look toward his coming again, anticipate and walk with that same assurance and certainty that Mary had. Lord, give us that strong faith that we might be able to say in whatever adversity, in whatever day, whatever time of the year, let it be to me, according to your word, servants of yours, even those given the name child of God. We thank you for working that impossibility through your almighty strength that all glory might belong to you. Amen.